Welcome to the Cash Flow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. It's that time of the week. This is Tyler Chef, and I am the host of the Cash Flow Guys Podcast. And well, we're going to talk about taxes this week, and specifically, we're going to talk about Uncle Joe Biden's tax plan. As we know, we believe anyway. Depends on what new news source you watch, but I guess Joe Biden is going to be our president uh, for the 2020 through, I guess, 2021 through 2025. And uh, he, during his campaign, talked about a new progressive tax plan. And what that means basically is, generally speaking, I don't favor either party, Republican or Democrat, but excuse my ignorance when it comes to politics, because it's not something that I really ever spent a lot of time focusing. But here's what I do know. Republicans generally are all about uh, reducing taxes, and Democrats are generally more about raising taxes. And whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, I'm going to leave that up to your decision. Generally speaking, it, the Democratic Party is the Democrat Party is the one that does the free college and free this and free that, and the Republican Party is the extreme opposite. They tend to shortcut a lot of those those programs and whatnot um, in favor of reducing taxes. Because at the end of the day, guys. You can't give stuff away and then not tax the people to pay for it because while well, the government generates its income from taxes primarily, uh, one of the there are two big things that result in the U.S. government generating revenue, and that is student loan debt. So the government uh, does student loans and the interest from the student loans they receive benefit from that, and also taxation. Whether that be there's all kinds of different taxation out there, and this episode is not about that specifically, but. We're going to talk more about Joe Biden's tax plan. Now, before we get started, guys, I I don't favor, I'm not going to play the political games. This is not a political episode, okay? This has nothing to do with politics, okay? What I believe, what I don't believe doesn't really matter for, for the purposes of this podcast. But what does matter is you being informed as far as what's going on around you. So when you see these situations come up where we have elections and we change regimes, if you will, where... An outgoing president, one president goes out, no one comes in. You're going to see change. We talked about that in 2020, uh, the 2020 situation last week. I talked about you can expect change, and that's just what happens when they say there are consequences with elections. Some consequences are good, some consequences not so much, depending on who you are, what you believe. That said, um, I'm not going to get go down the road in this episode of favoring either side. I'm going to lay it out to you like I've learned it myself. And it's up to you to make your independent judgments. I'm not going to try to sway your mind either way. That said, um, I'm a huge fan of Rich Dad and Rich Dad Advisors. I, I read all their stuff. I've read all the books. I watch the videos. I listen to Robert Kiyosaki and, and folks and his experts that teach him things. And one of those experts is uh, Ken McElroy. Ken McElroy is a huge multifamily investor, smart guy. Uh, keeps it simple. Doesn't talk above me. I love that because uh, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm not that smart. Uh, old uncle, old uncle uh, Kenny breaks it down real simple without me having to dig into all kinds of stuff. And he recently did a video on YouTube. And by the way, if you're not a subscriber to Ken's YouTube channel, you should be. It's Ken McElroy, and McElroy is spelled M C E L R O Y. M C E L R O Y. Why? That's his Yankee. Ken McElroy. M C E L R O Y. Go ahead and search him on Google and, or on YouTube, rather, and get to his website and make sure you sign up. And there's a video he did recently, just I think he released it like last week, about Joe Biden's tax plan. It was really good. I've watched several videos on Joe Biden's tax plan because I want to know how these things will affect my bottom line. That's important to me. So I go on YouTube and I see the people, I see who's putting out content. There are a few people out there I trust. 
I will look at their content because they don't get into all the political stuff. I'm not about the drama guys. I could care less. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't excite me. I'm not going to sit here and freak out about who won, who didn't win this, that, and the other. I just want to make my money and enjoy life in paradise. That's what I want to do. So first of all, getting started with this tax plan. So I did is I watched his video with his CPA and he had Ken Freeman on there. That's apparently Ken McElroy CPA, um, where he did a really good job of breaking down Ken or sorry, Joe, Joe Biden's tax plan and how it applies to us. And before I start, I'm, I want to get right out of the gate. This applies to everybody. Okay. This applies to everyone. And if you think it doesn't apply to you, you actually, if this doesn't apply to you, you probably have bigger problems than what you might think. And by that, I mean, most of the changes to this tax, to the tax plan or to the tax code that Joe Biden uh, has sworn to change, these, most of the changes, not all the changes, but most of the changes uh, affect those who are earning over 400K. Okay. Now that said, this doesn't mean that it will not affect people under 400K. It just means that the, mo- the majority of the changes are triggered when you get over the 400K mark. So those of us that are making over the 400K mark, well, we should be paying extra attention. But understand this, if you're not in the 400, above 400K, well, I guess the first question I have to ask you is, why not? What steps do you need to take to get over 400K? Okay, Think about that for a second. But more importantly, when you're working with people in real estate, whether you're raising money or putting deals together, or you're buying from distressed sellers or non-distressed sellers, maybe just they're motivated but not distressed, knowing how things are going to affect them is very important in that process. When you're having conversations with them, knowing how the implications of things are going to matter. Let's say you're a realtor, for example, and you're about ready to take a listing and your your prospect, your seller is a high income earner. They make over the 400K. Now, I don't expect you to be a CPA and I don't want you guys out there quoting tax law because that'll only serve to get bring you grief and drama, but you should have an idea. This, there should be some trigger points that you should think to yourself. Hmm, if your seller happens to indicate or you have the belief that they may be over the 400K mark, you may want to have them consult with their CPA before they list and sell the house. They not may not be aware of the tax consequences that may come from the sale. And it would be in your best interest as the listing broker to make sure that you have done your due diligence by simply giving the customer a cautionary statement. It could be something as simple as this. I see you do pretty well. You got a real nice house in a nice, nice neighborhood. Um, when you sell this, of course, there may or may not be tax consequences. Have you sat down with your CPA or your tax professional to discuss that? Are you aware of if capital gains will affect you? And if so, how much will that affect you? Make sure that they, you get that out. Now, whether or not they choose to take your advice and follow up with their CPA, well, that's their problem. If they don't do it, well, then too bad, so sad. But at least you've had the conversation with them such that they don't call, <laughs> call you come January and say, you blankety blank, blank, blank. Why didn't you tell me that by selling my house, I now owe $100,000 in taxes. And if I don't pay it, there's going to be taxes and penalties and whatnot. Now, that is not your responsibility, okay? First of all, those of you that are real estate brokers, I get it is not your responsibility to do this. But this goes along the lines of giving good service, okay? You're not giving tax advice. You're simply suggesting that they go seek tax advice. If you are a wholesaler, same may apply. And you're thinking to yourself, I'll never do that because I'll talk myself out of a sale. Well, that's, you know, that may be your opinion, uh, but I'm along the lines of, I like to make sure that people I'm working with get the best information available. And my job is to look out for both sides of the transaction if I possibly can. So it wouldn't hurt you wholesalers to follow the same role because essentially you guys really are acting just like realtors, except you don't have a license or a glamour shot. Maybe some of you do, but that's a whole different story for a different day. 
So first of all, uh, I want you to know that nothing will likely change for the rest of 2020 because, well, he hasn't taken office yet. He doesn't take office until January. In January, it'll be 2021. It's likely that in the first tax year, in 2021, I doubt, now this is just Tyler talking, so I may be wrong, but I doubt that any of these proposed changes will kick in for the 2021 tax year. You're going to want to keep an eye on that or better task this with your CPA, your CPA, your tax professional. Ask them, tax them with this responsibility, pardon the pun. Ask them to keep up on this so and let you know if something's going to change in 2021 that requires you changing how you do your business, how you earn your money, what decisions you might have to make. Is it time to do a cost segregation on your multifamily or can we, should we wait a year? All these questions, you're going to want your CPA paying attention to these changes if they're going to impact you. Okay. Now, again, most of the tax increases that I, that he talks about in this video, and I want you guys to go watch the video. So I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it. You want the exact to go there. You want to really get break down, break it down, get Ken Freeman on the phone, hire him as your CPA, maybe. But he said in the episode that he charges a thousand dollars an hour. So good luck with that. But uh, these, most of these things apply to people over 400 K. Those are under 400 K. They're saying you can expect some more tax credits. So I guess that's good news for people that are making under 400 K. Uh, with that said, corporate taxes are currently right around 21%. Corporate tax rates are around 21%. There are plans to raise them to 28%, which means a 7% increase on corporate taxes. Now, most of you, some of you, I don't know, depends on, on your situation. Do corporate taxes apply to you or not? Uh, or does, do things flow through to your personal tax return? How, whether the, what the answer to that question is really is between you and your CPA. I'm not going to begin to speculate. But if you do pay corporate taxes, know that your taxes will probably go up by around 7%. That said, it still has to get passed. It's not like they can come in and wave a magic wand and it's instantly, instantly that way. There's lots of lobbying that goes on, bickering back and forth, arguing this, that, and the other to see if this will actually pass. And another thing is, is that we're not quite sure who's running the Senate at this stage of the game yet because of the election hasn't been final, final, final. That could have some sort of an impact on what's going on. Who knows? Again, guys and girls, there's a lot of unknowns coming in here, and this is why it's so very important. I implore you to not do your own taxes. A, you've got better things to do with your time. Go have fun with your kids and your spouse. Go to the beach. Go climb a mountain. Climb a tree. Do something fun. God, don't do taxes. But more importantly, trust it to somebody who does. That's what they do for a living. You want the expert. When you go in, if you're going for brain surgery, you're not going to Try that yourself, are you? Of course not. You're going to use an, ex an expert. You're not going to hire a podiatrist to give you brain surgery either. You're not going to use Facebook as your tax advice. Not good idea. So find a good tax professional. So your first task in 2020, one, because you're going to keep your chin up and you're going to focus on making money, is to hire a good CPA to do your taxes and to help you plan your taxes accordingly. Um, another thing that's coming up, supposedly, and again, this has, still has to be voted in, but a $15,000 first time home buyer tax credit. So you got to ask yourself, does it make sense to buy now if you are a first time home buyer? And that said, what defines a first time home buyer? So if you're an investor and you're thinking maybe I should buy a house now while interest rates are low, try to wait a little bit just to see what their definition and maybe you can dig a little bit and try to get an idea of what they define a first time home buyer is. What I mean by that is in a lot of cases, first time home buyer in the mortgage world basically means that you haven't bought a home in the last three or four years. Now, the, the Biden administration may come up with a different interpretation of that or definition of that. And if they do, then I guess you'll need to follow that. But it remains to be seen and how that tax credit works, guys. That's basically like the government writing you a check. So if you haven't bought a house yet, 
old Uncle Joe might be handing you a check for 15 grand if you qualify for this first time home buyer tax credit. Keep again, keep in mind, none of this has been made into law. It is completely speculation at this point. It's just what they said they're going to do. And let's be honest, guys, they're politicians. So they're probably full of crap a half the time. 15 grand might actually be 7,500. Who knows? But it's something to think about. Okay. It's something to think about as you're looking forward to 2021, 22 and whatnot. A 1031 exchange is another thing that may go away. I say may go away because we're not there yet. We don't know, but it's highly possible that the 1031 exchange may go away or it may change how it impacts you. Again, this is something your CPA should be keeping an eye on, keeping it, keeping up to date with so that they can explain it to you. I'm a little aside note on capital on uh, 1031 exchanges. Basically, so you, those of you who don't know, a 1031 exchange is a means that allows you to avoid uh, or to delay taxes, capital gains tax, when you sell a piece of property. There are specific uh, requirements that you have to meet to do this. I've talked about it on previous episodes, but for some people, it makes perfect sense to do a 1031 exchange and to put off those taxes. For other people, it doesn't make sense. And it really depends on, and here's how you get the true answer. Call your CPA and say, I'm going to sell 123 Anywhere Street. Should I do a 1031 exchange or... Should I just pay the taxes now? Here's the thing about exchanges. The the whole idea behind this is tax deferment, which means the taxes don't go away, guys. They just get deferred. They get put onto the back end. Depending on your mindset, that may or may not be a good idea. Me personally, one thing I think we can all agree on is taxes are really never going to go down. If you look at, I'm 50 now, and in 15 years, I'll be 65. If I put off my capital gains till I'm 65, what are the tax rates going to be when I'm 65? They, the logic behind the 1031 exchange is you can defer it into retirement where you'll be earning less and therefore pay less tax. Well, that's not, first of all, how it works. Uh, and second of all, I don't plan on be, I don't plan on earning less in retirement. I'm not, I don't believe that, that garbage. I'm going to be earning more in retirement every year. My passive income increases as I do more transactions and I set myself up with more income streams. So in essence, my tax responsibility will be, I hope, higher when I retire because I have more income. And I say, I hope, I don't, I'm not a belief that it's okay to be poor so you don't have to pay taxes. I don't have a problem paying taxes. Matter of fact, when I'm paying taxes, that means I'm making money. Yes, the government or the president may take away some of these things, but it still means that I'm making money. And you might say, well, phew, I'm not, I'm not over 400,000. So this is great. This doesn't apply to me. No, this sucks because you don't make over 400,000. You should be asking yourself, what things can I do to make myself over $400,000? What radical changes can I make in how I do business? Well, maybe you guys can jump onto that data software I told you about, PropStream. How do you get a seven-day free trial? You go to cashflowguys.com forward slash data. Now, that said, that doesn't mean you go to cashflowguys.com and then look for the word data. You have to type in with your fingers cashflowguys.com. Then you type in forward slash, you know, that little forward slash thingy. And then the word data, D-A-T-A, cashflowguys.com forward slash data. That will take you to a special website as my affiliate link, a special website that you can get a seven day free trial for PropStream so you can start finding opportunities in your market. So you can find cash buyers. So you can see what every transaction sold for, pull comps on your property and be up to date on the best information out there. This is like the MLS on super duper steroids. I digress. 
the whole thing about not making over 400 grand, you got to ask yourself this question, why am I not making over 400 grand? And then make the applicable changes to fix that problem. I'd love it for all of you to get over 400 grand. It's a lovely place to be. Trust me when I tell you. Okay. Now, just because the, you're not making 400 grand now does not mean this is, you shouldn't be paying attention. You got to understand that the goals of the administration are what they are. And I'll leave that up to you what they are and stay focused on the changes as they reflect the capital gains and pay for these special programs that the administration is promising. What do I mean by that? Well, the administration is promising free college, free this, free that, free everything. Well, that's fine, but that money has to come from somewhere. Where do you think it's going to come from? It's not going to come from their fairy godmother. It's going to come from the taxation, right? From the coffers, the government's coffers. And since the government's broke, the only way they can get money is to tax us. So stay tuned. Taxes coming for you. It is what it is. We can't change it, guys. But what we can do is hire a professional to solve the problem for us. Okay. So what do you get? What can you do to protect for next year? Well, I said earlier, if you're doing your own taxes, stop doing that and hire a CPA that invests in real estate. Why do I say a CPA that invests in real estate? That's because a CPA that invests in real estate, my logic is they will have a better grasp of the benefits of owning real estate as it relates to reducing your taxes than a CPA that does not invest in real estate. The tax code is no joke, folks. There's a lot of information in the tax code. So I don't want you to find somebody who's not going to cheat, but who's going to use the benefits that you've given yourself investing in real estate to reduce your tax bill. Okay. That said, you may be asking yourself, what is a tax credit and what is a tax deduction? I want to explain that real quick before we wrap up. A tax deduction is basically means it reduces your taxable income. Listen, guys, I'm not a CPA. I'm not an expert in taxes. I'm just a regular dude that does what my CPA tells him to do. Okay. A tax deduction reduces the amount of income that you are subject to pay tax on or you're responsible to pay tax on. A tax credit is just like the government writing you a check. When I did a solar system on a property of mine or one of my, or my motorhome, I received, I qualified fund of the Obama administration for the tax credit. I got, I don't remember what it was. I think it was 30% of a, of a tax credit towards what I bought, which was a basically money applied right to my bottom line. So if I was do a refund, let's say I was do a refund of a thousand dollars and I got a tax credit of $3,000, I would actually get a $4,000 refund because the government's going to give me $3,000 for the tax credit, which is basically a, a kind of like a refund. And they're going to give me that thousand dollars. If I owed tax, let's say I owed $3,000 in, in taxes come tax time and I'm due a $3,000 tax credit the tax credit would zero out that debt or would be applied towards that tax debt. If I had $5,000 tax responsibility and I had a $3,000 tax credit, my tax responsibility would no longer be $5,000. It would be $2,000. Okay. Most of the, of the, again, I'm going to say this again. Most of the new tax changes that I've seen so far apply to people making over 400 K a year. And you got to ask yourself that question. You have to ask yourself that question. Why am I not making 400 grand a year. That said, those of you that are making 400 grand a year know this with every rule, there's an exception. So yes, some of these things are going to raise your taxes, but in the IRS, the IRS code is basically a, a guidebook, a rule book on how not to pay tax. So if you got a savvy CPA, if it's got their act together, sit down with them, have them look at the tax code and see how this is going to affect your bottom line. Generally speaking, the government's tax code provides more ways to avoid tax than it does to apply tax. Remember that. Your job is to surround yourself with people smarter than you when it comes to taxation and building wealth. That means go hire a tax professional and prosper 
This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas so you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race. <laughs>